Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Liberty and Lust and For Whom the Justice Bell Tolls. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. Welcome, my Liberty Kittens, to another edition of the Lions of Liberty podcast, the OG podcast here on your Lions of Liberty podcast feed, and you're listening to the 281st episode of said podcast, which means you can find the show notes for today's program, which is just going to be chock full of information over at lionsofliberty.com slash 281. And after a couple weeks of solid interviews, I have reconvened my Lions of Liberty co-founders, for a little thing we like to call libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. How very, very exciting. And I'll start by bringing in the host of your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty every single Wednesday. I am referring, of course, to Electric Liberty Land and your host with the most, Mr. Brian McWilliams. What's up? Yeah, baby. Got the boogie fever. Yeah, much same old stuff. I'm making my triumphant return to this show, by the way. I've not been on an LILDL you guys have boxed me out, so I'm back, people. Don't worry. You can stop writing letters to your congressman. You were literally on the last one I did. <laughs> it's just been a what? while. That's yeah. not true. It is true. Our New Year's edition, our New Year's show. It was the last time we did this format. I know. Jesus it's crazy. Christ. Crazy People world are going to be up in arms. People are going to be up in arms throwing trash ba- trash cans through Starbucks windows like the damn liberals. Well, that's why we're doing this. The... Uh, the anarchists, the anti-fas, everybody's welcome to listen to this program. And and because everybody loves libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. You don't need to be a libertarian to have fun listening to us drink. Speaking of drinking, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Warsteiner 1753 Pilsner. It's a premium German Pilsner. I'm not drinking it in honor of uh, Merkel, though. Despise her. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm sucking down a little beer. All right. Yum, yum. And, uh... Oh, by the way, I'm curious, has has uh, the hosting gone to your head at all yet? Uh, you know, have you just been I'm, I'm assuming you've been batting women away uh, left and right with sticks and stones at your newfound fame as as an official host of your own weekly podcast. No, I didn't make it to the Women's March. so I didn't get to batter anybody. Ah, but uh, okay. hey, oh, just kidding. I love women. We never never raise a hand against them. No, you know what? I, you know, what's uh, gotten to me about doing a weekly podcast. I'm exhausted. That's what. Yeah, well. Welcome to the club, pal. Now you know why I'm always tired. All right, moving along to uh, the man who launched their very first spinoff in Lions of Liberty history last year when he launched the weekly look at the broken criminal justice system with Felony Friday. I'm, of course, referring to from Pittsburgh, PA, Mr. John Odermatt. Odie, what's up? Hey-o. Holla. What's going on? Good answer. (laughs) Trying to change out my intros there. Yeah, you didn't really answer the question. I asked you what was up, and all you said was "Hey, oh!" And I'm. I wasn't even listening. I wasn't listening to anything you said at all. But uh, I figured you just had oboes on the mind, and you're just doing a bad oboe impression. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 been a long week. We're recording this on a Thursday night, so it's uh, I'm ready for the weekend. Revealing when we're recording, it's I do. It's like my favorite thing to do. This is going to air three Tuesdays from today. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe Donald Trump got assassinated. That, is so oh, uh, that was Mark Claire who said that uh, NSA. That was my future fake news. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're wow. already probably confusing people. Moving on from that, let's talk about what I'm threats. drinking, maybe. Fake threats. <laughs> I- I'm going to get there, man. I'm going to get there. Anyway, what are you drinking? Drinking some uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. It's a 
extra IPA means it's got some extra hops in it, I believe. A little extra so it's, oomph. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. It's brewed out there. I think it's in Chico, Cal- or Chico, yeah, Chico, California. Beautiful, take beautiful Chico, pieces. California. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you beer drinkers are going to have to keep me in line because I'm having a dark and stormy and it's large and it's my second one. So hmm. and if you're a member of our private Facebook group, you might already know this. You might already know that I'm recording L.I.L.D.L. Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor on a Thursday night because I posted a picture of myself drinking my drink, drinking my dark and stormy at my computer, ready to record. What was I wearing? I was wearing one of the very first Lions of Liberty t-shirts ever printed that's right because this week some of you who listen to this feed already who subscribe on itunes on stitcher all the wonderful places to subscribe to podcasts we are there you may already know that just last week we launched our official merchandise line and i gotta tell you i'm not gonna lie i've ordered a lot of t-shirts online in my life i would not tell you this if it were not true these are quality t-shirts guys these are quality well i'm just looking at the picture now i didn't even notice you posted it it looks yeah. wonderful. Doesn't it? Brian doesn't have his yet. He's been a little slow. No. His, did you, his did you spill something on your shirt already, or is that a shadow from your hand? I'm you know what? <laughs> if either one is entirely Both. possible. Both. <laughs> 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 Maybe clarify for our audience in case they look later. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, yeah, we've got uh, three different designs. We've got the one I was wearing in that photograph, the Lions of Liberty beer logo t-shirt. I don't want to reveal what brand of beer we're parodying because, A, they should sponsor us and give us money if they want to be mentioned, and B, I don't know, I just want to avoid any any legal troubles. I'm pretty sure we're doing things that are totally legal, but I'm not an expert on this stuff. We just spit stuff up there and hope for the best. So yeah, I'm not going to mention who they are, but it should be pretty obvious when you see it if you're a beer drinker. So that's a great one. I love this shirt. Fits great. We've also got the Ready to Roar t-shirt, and we've got a little, not actual Mr. Spock, because he's probably trademarked, <laughs> but uh, a Mr. Spock-esque character on the Live Long, Live Free t-shirt. Three great designs to start things off. And all the proceeds from the Lions of Liberty shop, which you can find at lionsofliberty.store or over at lionsofliberty.com. We'll also link to it from there. Any proceeds go to expanding this program and you know, paying for all this audio that gets to you. Because believe it or not, this stuff does cost money. It's all been coming out of our pockets for the last o- over three years. Uh, editing, equipment, hosting, these things cost money. So we're going to start to try to um, have you guys help us fund this stuff a little bit. And uh, what do you guys think of the T-shirts that we la- that we just launched? I mean, I'm loving them, Odie. I have. I, oh, I, oh, go ahead, Odie. I, I just I just finally found the picture of you. I had to search through the interwebs. I tracked it down. It, the shirt looks nice. looks 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 real good. Looks yeah, like I mean, quality. We um, launched these so so recently that I'm the only one that even has them yet because I guess <laughs> I was the quickest to order them. Or yeah, mine are uh, mine are in production as we speak. They're uh, they're printing them out. I should have them early next week. So looking forward come, to that. They do come pretty quickly. I uh, of course it helps. I think they're actually are printed in L.A., which is where I am. So that's, that's probably, true. Probably why I got mine first. Yeah, but good yeah. to know. We should go. We should go inspect the factory. Go take Maybe a walking tour. You know actually, what? You you definitely could. Yeah, they might, they might give you some free swag. There we go. I want to see. I want to. Ha- I want to get my shirt fresh off the presses. I want to put it on my body as it's searing hot from the imprint. <laughs> and so maybe the lion's logo will be just seared into my chest for there the rest of time. You know they have tattoos too. Probably a lot less painful. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tattoos Burning. take a while. I mean, you're you're one sear and done with the imprint. That's true. It's I like guess, being branded like a cattle. I guess if time is your issue, then that might be the way to go. Time is my issue. Or I have, to record, I have to record a podcast every week. <laughs> very true. Very true. Maybe we can do a live podcast from the place where the shirts are printed. Huh? 
That would be noisy, <laughs> but I would be fall for it, especially if we get our, we're also, I, I don't know we are going to have some other stuff rolling out too. So, uh, hopefully we can use our next addition to the store and we can do another LALDL with well, it. Well, speaking of that, why don't you tell us? Cause by the, by the time this all gets going, it's, it should, it should all be up by the time this airs. We're also going to have some koozies. Yeah, some beer koozies you can drink along with us. So uh, when you're when you're listening to LALDL, hopefully not in your car drinking, uh, but where or if you want, go ahead. But uh, you know, you can have your koozie, keep your beer nice and cool, huh? Sounds good. Maybe a soda. Put it on your coffee mug. Maybe you just like water and you want to keep it cold. Whatever. Yeah, anything you want to keep cold, you could literally use these koozies for. But wait, there's more. They've a logo on them. <laughs> That's it. That's my pitch. <laughs> They have the aforementioned uh, beer parody logo. So I highly encourage you all to head over to lionsofliberty.store and check out all our great stuff. But that ties us into, you know, when we we, we did our New Year's show, the last time we did LALDL, which Brian doesn't even think happened or doesn't th- think we did other shows without him. I don't know what, what secret shows he thinks we've been recording. But uh, we made a, uh, I don't know if promise is the word, but we made mention of some things we were planning to roll out in the new year. And we have. We we rolled out the t-shirts that I just discussed, but we've also rolled out something that, honestly, so many people over the last couple of years have been asking me, how can we help fund the site? Literally, I've had people saying, how can we send you money? And I don't know. Th- for a number of reasons, maybe laziness might be one of them, I don't know, or just time consumption, organization, all sorts of factors here. We spent enough time just getting these free programs out to you guys. Uh, but we have finally gotten ourselves together to actually launch our own crowdfunding platform as well so you guys can become official patrons of the lions of liberty podcast now uh, we're going to give you an easy url to remember from our website where you can find all the information uh you can go over to lionsofliberty.com slash support that's where you'll find that links to all the ways you can support us and this is actually through many of you have probably heard of patreon this is not through patreon uh but this is actually through our podcast host podbean and um I'll give you the URL if you want to go directly over to check that out. It's patron, P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean dot com slash Lions of Liberty. If you don't want to remember all that, just go to lionsofliberty.com slash support. Either way, you can go on over, check it out. There are different levels of support. You can donate really any amount you want per month. Uh, but at various levels, we're going to give you various perks. Now, I want to make something very clear to uh, start off here. Everything you currently hear on this program... You're going to keep getting, and you're going to keep getting it for free, right? We're not trying to box anyone out. We're not trying to tease you with all this great programming that you come back for each and every week with all the different interviews that we do uh, with big names in the liberty movement. I've I've had guys like Ron Paul, Jesse Ventura, Tom Woods, Julie Borowski, Peter Schiff, all sorts of huge names in the liberty movement have been on that show. And, of course, now we've got Brian's show on every Wednesday. Uh, He's doing a bang-up job with that. And, of course, Odie looking at the criminal justice system on Fridays. Everything is going to still keep coming your way. No matter if you don't donate a single penny to us, you're still going to get everything for free. So we're not trying to box anyone out, but what we are trying to do is give you guys a way to become a part of this program to help us grow because we've really spent some time establishing a really good group of fans who have really got the show through a number of ways. We did some minimal advertising. I know some some of you might have come here from Jason Stapleton, from Tom Woods, but for the most part, the, the growth of the show has been organic, been word of mouth. Uh, when you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to put into something and you don't already have a big name like a Tom Woods or something like that, that, that's really the only way you can grow a show is by word of mouth and just by grinding it out and producing quality content. And that's what we've really spent the last few years 
focusing on. Um, but now you can have even more. So I just want to go over a couple of the levels of perks for a minute. Uh, but you can, again, check it all out by going over to lionsofliberty.com slash support and then go- heading over to the patron program on Podbean. Uh, but essentially, at the $5 level, you're going to join what we call our Liberty Pride you're going to be a part of this club here, an exclusive club that gets you access to exclusive audio. We're going to do some bonus podcasts for you. Uh, each month, we'll do at least one bonus roundtable. Uh, we're also going to have some behind-the-scenes stuff that I've been working on, some bloopers, things like that. Uh, and then you're also going to get discounts at the aforementioned store. So you get a, a new any new subscribers at the $5 or level higher will get 20% off at the store. So they can buy t-shirts, koozies, whatever. You get an automatic discount just for that. And things kind of go up as you go to higher levels there's a $10 level a $25 level uh, at that level you can even have you know jump onto a, a monthly conference call and actually sort of help us produce the show and really become a part of it if you're going to be at one of our higher level of subscriptions so uh but anything you guys want to give even if it's nothing that's totally okay again everything is going to be free that you get now but you know, we'll give you some perks if you guys want to chip in, help this show grow, because like I said, we've spent so much time and effort just producing this program, getting it to where we want to be, and now that we are kind of at a good place, a comfortable place, where we have a really strong core support of fans, now it's time to really blow things up, all right? This presidential election, I think the effect is kind of carrying over. People are still really unhappy with Donald Trump, and a lot of those people aren't about to jump into the arms of the establishment Democrats. Now, we're not going to get to everybody. I'm not sure if we're going to get to the people that are, you know, pepper spraying people at, at Milo rallies, but there's a lot of people out there that are confused. They're looking for answers, and we hope to be a platform to provide some of those answers for them. So, guys, what do you think? Are you as excited about all this jazz as I am? I'm pumped. I'm fired up, man. I am, uh, you know, just like you were saying, Mark, we've, we've had our head down here just working away, grinding away for... I don't know how many years has it been. When did you do the, your your it's first been, podcast? It's been just over three years since the very first edition of the Lions of Liberty podcast, where I brought <laughs> in Stefan Kinsella for a very long conversation that I didn't plan out very well and didn't edit very well and was probably stumbling over my words a lot on. But you know, when you're going to start something, sometimes you just got to start <laughs> it and spit it out. So um, that was that. That's how it started, and uh, it has obviously evolved quite a bit since that point. Yeah, so so it's been three years, and we've we've built up, we've grown. We went from one day a week to two day a week, and now to three days per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know, I I don't know about you guys, I can't speak for you, but it does make me a little uneasy personally asking for you know asking for money, asking for support. But to be perfectly honest, to be totally transparent, I mean, we really need this to take the next step. Um, you know, this isn't something that you know, that, that I personally enjoy doing, but for, I mean, it's, it's a way you can take ownership into what we're doing and help us to take that next step to really blow this thing up. Yeah. Well, you know, I made a bold prediction. Uh, I, I remember our new year's show now it's coming back I to me that I, you for this prediction, but go on. I know. Well, but I predicted, I think that we'd be not, maybe not every day a week, but we'd be at least four days a week. So for that to happen, we need more support, uh, for no other reason than, you know what? We're already driving our, we're like running ourselves ragged. So to expand further, we need it. Plus, also, uh, you know what? You forgot to mention the biggest perk. If somebody donates one thousand dollars to the program flat out, uh, we reveal Rico's identity to you, but you can't tell anybody else. <laughs> that is not something we discussed before air, but I'm going to approve it on air. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I Absolutely. think it's 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 what's going to put us over the top. And for five thousand, you'll also get his social security number. So <laughs> some of you might be able to use that for certain things. 
And for 10,000, uh, we... No, I'm... I'm we're not going to run any of this by Rico ahead of time either. Oh, until he, until hear, he listens to this. He'll hear this when everybody else does. That's how it's Well, we'll know work. if he listens to the podcast often enough when he uh, emails us in all caps later. I can't wait to find out. Is that I might donate the money. I've been wondering who this guy is myself for years. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'll let you know. Next time he sleeps over my house, I'll uh, I'll crack the door and you can sneak in at Ooh, night and just in? stare at him creepily while he's asleep. Is that a hint that he sleeps at Brian's house sometimes? He does. That's the only reason I put him on the show. Brian (laughs) says it every time he's on the show. There goes your son. He puts him to bed every night with a little kiss. Speaking of Rico, so he was on, as as Odie mentioned, from sleeping on my couch. He was on the show uh, to do a quick addendum and uh, discuss the new Supreme Court. I can't say Supreme Court these days. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. And I love the show, too. God, I love the show, Supreme Court. So anyway. Is that a show? Uh. Think of yeah, Night no, Night Court. Night Court. Oh, Night Court was you phenomenal. You were thinking of Night Court. Night Court is Love that show, man. Night Court's so good with Harry. I saw Harry live, man. He was, I've been watching Cheers on Netflix, and uh, Harry's on Cheers on, all the time. It's great. Anyway, so Neil Gorsuch, though, is the – I'm probably saying that wrong again. I have not bothered to look up the pronunciation since the last show. So the Supreme Court nomination, though, we were discussing him. So real quick, I want to see, what do you guys think about him? Have you been reading up since he uh, got the nomination? And do you think he's going to get through – the vetting process from the Dems, or are they going to have to like crush the opposition and remove the ability to filibuster Supreme court nominees? Uh, most of my knowledge is from uh, listening to you and Rico's quick chat about him and uh, reading, gla- kind of glassing over some other articles at uh, reason and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, this is not a very extremely informed opinion, but on the surface, especially when you compare it to you know the kind of person that Hillary Clinton might've, might've nominated, Fantastic. I mean, it kind of, he seems like in many ways sort of a, a constitutional originist, originalist. And you got to wonder if the Trump's two meetings with Andrew Napolitano had an effect. Now, he's not perfect. He uh, made some statements about uh, I think he's against uh, the idea of assisted suicide and some stuff like that, which, you know, I don't see how that's the role of the federal government. But considering, you know, what we could have gotten, especially with Donald Trump, he's a wild card in many ways. And what we definitely would have gotten with someone like Hillary in office from a libertarian perspective, I really can't I, – I have very few complaints about this, and I do think he'll get through fairly easily. Yeah, and, and he's not as far right as some of the other choices that Trump could have picked. I, I don't know any of the names, but there were some very uh, anti-abortion judges that, that were that were floated. Their names were floated. Which I'm but, sure he floated on purpose to show that he probably. chose a more reasonable choice. You know, and, and this guy, he's already been approved once. He's been approved for his, his position now that he's in, his judgeship now. He was approved by Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and a bunch of people that are still in the Senate right now. So they've already approved him one time. So to go back on that is very hypocritical. Not to say that people won't. I'm sure they will. So it, another interesting part about this is that Gershush, or however you say his name, he clerked for Supreme Court Justice Kennedy, who is... I, I like that what this shows that we can't pronounce his name. It's not because we're dumb. It's because there's a couple ways you could see it being pronounced, but it's because we don't watch TV. I just read about it. I've never, I've never watched a Fox <laughs> News story about this guy because I true. don't watch cable and neither do you guys. It's great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I just want to make that point. It's kind of funny. It's, yeah. it's, we're not having problems because we're stupid. We're having problems because we're too smart from pulling ourselves away from the, <laughs> the matrix. Exactly. We don't want that, that garbage in our minds. So we, yeah. just, we just read. We just stare at Facebook. We only really want garbage <laughs> in our bodies like pure, delicious alcohol. There you exactly. Go. So I guess long story short, you know, um, it's it's a good thing, and it could kind of ease ease him getting uh, getting approved, getting the necessary votes, and also if Justice Kennedy sees that Donald Trump is going to appoint someone like that, someone that 
you know, there's some trust there. Maybe there could be a uh, maybe a retirement is stepping away, which could open up a uh, another Supreme Court position. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I like to think of, uh, hey, look, not to throw out a conspiracy theory here, but I like to think that maybe Donald Trump's putting out old near Neil Gorsuch or Gorsuch uh, because he's so close to Kennedy. So if Kennedy hangs on a little too long, he'd be like, Neil, you know what to do. And Neil's just going to give him a little nudge off of a high chair or something like that. Make sure he falls and can't get back up. You know what I mean? Oh, heavens, Kennedy's fallen. Whatever will we do? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. It's a, it's a, you know, Donald Trump plays the long game, man. This is true. Does he? He plays the long game? Yeah, I guess he does. He does. He, play, he totally plays the long game. So, no, yeah, I agree, He's though. The I, longest you know, game, the show. longer He's game not, than anybody else. But, <laughs> by the way, I loved I loved your analogy. I think it was on Electric Liberty Land. Yeah, it was, where you talked about, you compared Donald Trump jumping in a pool and doing a cannonball. to that. That's his first offer. It's a huge yeah. cannonball, and then he just backtracks. All right, all right, I'm going to do a full cannonball next time. It, yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, Donald's like, Donald, that's too big of a splash. He gets sure, everyone soaked, and we're like, ah, <laughs> oh, Donald, what the? And he's like, okay, okay, fine. And then eventually he gets just like some kind of like weird, some like dive. It's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, but we yeah, got slashed a little from that one. It's fine. Yeah. But this, so this nominee, he's in the news. Yeah, he's going to be in the news ongoing, I'm sure. But the thing that was in the news today, which is why I want to bring him up again, uh, that cause just because it's getting under my skin because it's so stupid, is that all these news outlets are unironically reporting that he was president of the uh, Fascist Forever Club or Fascism Forever Club at Georgetown Academy or Georgetown Prep. And it was just like a high school, you know, and of course they all say it's a, a, a white male <laughs> high school. They got to put that in. But I just, I thought it's so ridiculous because it was a club created to push back against the liberal teachers who were overwhelmingly uh, in charge of the school. So they, you know, in his yearbook photo, it's got founder of the you know fascism forever club. And it's like basically a joke though. And all of these media outlets are reporting it as though it's straight fact. And this kid was a fascist in high school. And, you know, and then the school just was co- totally cool with that, you know, because high schools all over the country love con- you know, clubs called fascism forever. And they totally would let that happen without any problem. Yeah. The only thing I saw about that was one headline. And, and I saw the headline and I'll, I, that's all I needed to know. I, I knew that it was obviously like some joke thing he was in. Like, obviously. I mean, just from the headline. Come on. Right. Like, that's something I could see myself doing in high school is having the fascism forever club just as like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, this article I'm reading here on uh, AmericaMagazine.org is, you know, they interviewed a, a history teacher who was there. And the guy goes, no, it's a total joke. Um, you know, there's no club at a Jesuit school about young fascists and they create fictitious clubs. They also used a quote from uh, Henry Kissinger, which I will now read. And Ooh, it was basically do a Kissinger voice. Oh, God, I think I have to, don't I? So here's the here's the Kissinger quote. The illegal we do immediately. The unconstitutional takes a little longer. <laughs> there you go. Your Kissinger sounds like who's the uh, like the, the fake Arnold Schwarzenegger from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My eyes, the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What is his name? Damn it. My adult brain is not working. God, I can th- all I can think of is Troy McClure. Now I can't get Troy McClure out of my head. That's all right. So one of our listeners will tell us in the, in the Lions of Liberty Forum, which they'll yeah. find by searching Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook if you're not already a member. So if you know the answer, 
<laughs> to this question. <laughs> who is the fake Arnold Schwarzenegger on The Simpsons, which we could probably find in two seconds on Google. Wait, uh, McBain! <laughs> McBain! All right, well, forget <laughs> it. Just join the forum anyway, you fools. But just while Troy McClure's in my mind, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Liberty and Lust and For Whom the Justice Bell Tolls. <laughs> All right, right, well, this seems like a good time to transition to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I think we're going to answer some letters of liberty. Yeah, that's right. We'll be right back after a word from today's sponsor. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of competition for your ears, and it's hard to find time to listen to everything. But there's one show that I make sure to carve out the time to listen to every single day, and that's the Jason Stapleton program. Jason has been a guest on this show before, and he really does a fantastic job with his show, where he breaks down current events from a libertarian perspective five days per week. That's right. Five days per week. I don't know how he does it, but it's not just a podcast. It's also a live daily studio show, which broadcasts over at jasonstapleton.com. You can, of course, find his podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to this podcast. You should have no problem finding Jason Stapleton as well. And the great thing about Jason's show is that it's so professionally done that you have no concerns about sharing it with your parents, your friends, your family. You're not going to get any of that Alex Jones conspiracy stuff. You're just going to get straightforward talk about libertarian ideals in our rapidly changing world. Be sure to check out the Jason Stapleton program. All right, and we are back. Back to do something that has become a new feature here on Mondays. And that is when I take some mailbag questions. And for those that don't know, you can submit these questions. I'll post a weekly thread in the Lions of Liberty forum. Now, something I should mention. We mentioned a little bit earlier our new crowdfunding platform. And one of the perks we're going to give to people on the crowdfund is that privilege to submit letters of liberty. So while right now anybody who listens to the show can submit these on the Lions of Liberty forum, and this isn't going to happen right away. We'll wait till we build up the group a little bit. Eventually, letters of liberty submissions will only be accepted from patrons of the show at the $5 basic level or higher. So we're not going to do it right away. We're not going to rip them out of your hands. If you don't have 5 bucks a month to contribute, which really is a very small amount considering we give you at least 12 to 15 podcasts per month. So do the math. That ain't much well, per show. There can feed like eight children, I think, in West Africa. Well, but we can. We will eventually feed even more children through our promotion of free markets. So. That's true. Boom. That's very true. You can, you can sleep easily at night. Uh, while Timmy in Africa is just like starving, he's like, fuck your free markets. I'm hungry. Send me your five bucks. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> I encourage both donating to us and to Tim. I doubt his name's Timmy, but, you know, some kids in Africa. Donate to everybody. Um, Probably Tim Bobway. But us first because, you know, we got a long game. Like Donald Trump, we're looking at the Liberty long game here. Well, I don't know if he's looking at the Liberty long game. He's looking at the Trump long game. Uh, but eventually, Letters of Liberty will become something that only subscribers – will be allowed to contribute to. So just keep that in mind. Or maybe get them in Get them in now. Pack in your questions now before we make the change. Uh, but anyway, it is now time to answer some Letters of Liberty. Write me a letter of liberty Ain't got no time for tyranny Time to rest alone Right here from my home A lion just wrote me a letter I don't care how many fallacies I hear. I'll take your question and answer it here. Time to raise alone, right here from my home. A lion just wrote me a letter. Well, you wrote me a letter. It's about liberty, and I'll answer it now. Listen to 
right. I'm still getting used to hearing my own my own jingle there. What do you guys think? But, well, I think I'll never get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a little bit painful, but also nice. I don't know. I like it and I hate it. I can't really describe like it. Like embracing liberty, man. It's a little yeah. painful, but ultimately it's the best thing for you. I'll take that. I'll take a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Anyway, let's dig in right now into the old mailbag here. And we're going to start off with a question from Sterling Davis. And this is a very appropriate question for the format of this program, Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. And he asks, if you could sit down and have a beer with one great libertarian, living or dead, who would it be and why? I've got some thoughts, but I'll toss this over to Odie first. This is a tough one. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. The first person I thought of, and I don't even know if he drank, is... uh, for more than anything else, just for entertainment and jokes, because he was a funny guy, would be Murray Rothbard. Um, you know, we've talked about before some disagreements that we have philosophically with uh, with Rothbard, but I think it would be a hell of a good time to sit back and uh, drink some liquor in a living room with uh, with Murray Rothbard. All right, Brian, I am like trying to think of who I would. Brian's just googling libertarians who drink right now. No, I am actually. (laughs) God, I just can't think. Yeah, what? Actually, I'm gonna go. I was trying to think if I went between two. I think I'm gonna go with uh, the late great Mark Allen Feldman. Ooh, old MAF. Yeah, man, he was Mark. Because you know what? I I didn't never get a chance to meet him, and I'm very sad about that. uh, Because you know, I heard him on the podcast. He was active in the forum. He seemed like a really funny guy. He had that amazing rap. I just have to think the guy'd be a great time. Although maybe because he's a doctor, he'd be like, you know, you shouldn't drink so much. And I'd be like, shut up, Mark. (laughs) Uh, Math. Shut up, math. And then we'd have a good old time. Well, it's not really fair for me because I get. I'm not. You you guys are answering these on the fly, and you know, I've already seen these questions, so I've already had the time to develop some thoughts so murray rothbard was my first thought um although i had an idea that you, one of you guys might might take him but you know more because yeah he's very entertaining and i don't agree with everything murray rothbard has ever said um but he, you know one thing i really like of murray rothbard's if you ever look up his movie reviews like which has nothing to do with libertarianism <laughs> at all some of them do some of them are, are tied in he actually writes really funny witty movie reviews and he does just seem like a funny guy other people claim that murray rothbard was kind of an asshole and i would just want to drink with him for that reason like just to find out like do people call him an asshole because he's just like funny and makes jokes like some of my friends do like some of the people on the call do or is he like an actual asshole and i would just it would just be fun and i think the more we drank together the more we would get to the bottom of that (laughs) i think think anyone that has influenced that many people and was that outspoken you know you're you're gonna be considered an asshole by a few people i think so no without a doubt well i think i think people overarchingly consider libertarians assholes as a whole am i wrong i think Um, that still is pretty predominant in the uh among the non-libertarian crowd i know i consider you an asshole but but there's there's, I think there's a public there's a public perception of I guess arrogance and it's not necessarily always unearned by a lot of the conversations I've seen online. Um, but I actually this is not my actual answer uh, because because it's already taken. Uh, but actually, the more I think about it, it seems almost too obvious and it seems like we have already. But when we're talking libertarians living or dead, who do I want to most dr- m- most drink with? I want to drink with Johnny Adams. <laughs> we've never yeah. drank and I've never had a beer with him in person. We've had many, many hours of podcasts where we've been drinking together. So it feels like uh, we are friends who drank in together and we are friends, but uh, I can't wait. And I know this is something that will 
definitely looking to make happen. That's actually something else we're trying to do with our uh, crowdfund, I should mention. Uh, one of our goals, now our, our immediate goal is to just pay for what some of the, what we're doing, the editing, the equipment, uh, the hosting. But once we get past that, we then want to spend money on advertising. But even beyond that, uh, a future goal we have is to attend some of these bigger libertarian events around the country, whether it's Freedom Fest or libertarian conventions, and produce audio content from those events. Um, so I'll be, your, your crowdfund will also help us fund that kind of thing as well. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to someday make that a reality and, and get together with Johnny Adams and yeah. the whole well, man, you know what? I'm hoping soon. And this is, uh, you know, d- don't hold your breath because I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of it. But as I've, I talked about this before, I want to produce a Liberty comedy slash rock and roll show where people can come to Los Angeles and, you know, try to elicit Dave Smith in. Uh, Ryan Stout is already on board. Johnny Adams is already on board. So, you know, if we can figure that out logistically, find a theater that works, engage, you know, who can we pack this place Dave in? Do we Smith, have enough people? Come be our headliner. Yeah, there you go. And exactly right. Get you. Dave Smith, Jeremy maybe McClellan. Dave can get maybe. Joe Rogan to come too. And then oh, bring, that would be bring amazing. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, Al- well, saying, and have you know, Joe bring Alex Jones. This is going to be it's great. All, it's all realistic, and I want to do it. There's enough libertarian comics who are really dynamite that we could do the show, and Johnny uh, Johnny Rocket could play either, you know, open up the show, play in between the comics. It would just be a fantastic time. Odie, so Odie can come it's play too much oboe. reality for me to drink oh. with Johnny to pick him as my pick. Odie's going to play as oboe? That's, that's yes, as Odie But also, I, wait a minute. Honorable mention, by the way, if John McAfee still drank, he would have been my first pick. <laughs> yeah, supposedly he's given up the sauce, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Well, right. just I'll just shoot guns with him or something. All right, shifting topics a little bit, because <laughs> I guess drinking is a, a health issue of sorts. But uh, this is actually came by email. I want to remind you guys, if you don't like Facebook or you don't like Twitter, uh, you can also submit Letters of Liberty via email uh, by sending them to Mark, M-A-R-C, M-A-R-C, okay, M-A-R-C at lionsofliberty.com. And uh, another Mark submitted a question, Mark DeSantis. And he says, I had a discussion on whether a free market approach to healthcare was viable with some people on Facebook. So my question is, could a free market approach to the pharmaceutical industry work? Or is the single buyer approach the only way to drive costs down? I imagine this is the kind of claim that you know he's hearing from his friends. Uh, he adds, the reasons given to me about why a free market approach would not work is that, quote, if the patents are lifted, the generic drugs would hit the market, cutting into the profit margin for pharmaceutical companies, and then those pharmaceutical companies would have no incentives to spend billions on researching new drugs. Now, I'll give you guys some thoughts in a second, but the first thing that strikes me is... You know, we're talking about how pharmaceutical companies, you know, already spend billions on researching new drugs. But what's lost in that is that, first off, it, it probably shouldn't cost billions because a lot of those billions would be maybe millions if it wasn't with all the goddamn paperwork from the FBA and all the hoops that they have to jump, jump through. Now, I, I had an interview with Mary Ru- Ruart some time back. She used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. I will link to my interview with Mary Ruart in the show notes for today's program at lionsofliberty.com slash 281. Uh, but yeah, basically, I mean, I, to start off, I, I think it could cost a lot less if you removed all the onerous regulations. Uh, than the hoops that the FDA makes people jump through. Um, and, you know, just to tie this in to our crowdfunding, because <laughs> I want to tie everything into that today and drive it into your brains. Fund us, fund us. But, you know, why can't, if we removed a lot of regulations when it comes to investing in businesses in general, 
Why you could crowdfund pharmaceuticals? You don't necessarily need to have companies that have billions on hand. Like, who doesn't want to be a part of curing cancer? Who doesn't want to be a part of curing all these diseases out there? And and we have this through charities. There are many charitable organizations, but I mean, maybe you could directly instead of funding charities that that then go and try to you know find cures of cancer or help families, maybe you could directly fund certain pharmaceutical companies, and maybe you could even get some kind of kickback if they actually found some kind of cure or something like that. It's just an idea off the top of my head. Point being, when you take away the FDA and a lot of other government regulations, I think just just the just the beginning, the basis of this conversation changes already because it would be so much easier to get a lot of these drugs to the market. Well, exactly right. And also, I mean, you talk about the from the buyer perspective, keeping prices down. There's nothing that says you can't band together as groups, just like, you know, maybe health insurance groups would gather together to, to bargain for prices on pharmaceuticals, just like they do now. I mean, your different insurance programs have different prices for pharmaceuticals as a reason for that. It's because of the way they're bargaining. So there's no reason that in a free market, you couldn't gather together and still negotiate on behalf of a lot, large amount of people to keep your prices down. I mean, I don't know why why people would presume that the price would be sky high. And also in regards to generics, look, every other industry on the goddamn planet has, you know, they have products that come out. OK, you can then reverse engineer that product and you and you make a uh, your own version of it. The key is still first to market. And then just like any other product, when it first comes out, it's going to cost more. And then those costs are going to drop as generic comes out and competition comes out for the, for the product. I mean, I don't know why it would be any different for the pharmaceuticals. And and as far as worrying about the R&D costs, Mark, you hit the nail on the head. If you don't have to go through years and years of trials and this and that and, and jump through re- regulatory hoop, ah, hoops, then, yeah, the prices are going to dramatically drop. And then you combine that with maybe, again, if the FDA is not there, people can voluntarily test drugs on their bodies. Do you know how many billions of dollars a year that would save just having people voluntarily test drugs so you don't have to go through 17 different, uh, you know, mouse trials and monkey trials over and over and over? You're still going to do them, but not to the extent where you're wasting years and years and years of time like you are now. You know, this this reminds me of uh, this question reminds me of people freaking out when uh, Napster first came around and people were able to just download music and then all the music artists band together and sign petitions to put Napster out of business said, oh, it's going to ruin the industry. It's going to completely destroy it. No artist will be able to make a living. Well, guess what? The, 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 plenty of artists are making a living now. The market has entirely changed mm-hmm. and it's much better now. Uh, you can access music much more easily. Uh, there's, it's a lot easier for independent artists to get exposure to make money, to grow their own brand, to find success, you would find the same thing in, uh, in, the, in the healthcare market, in the pharmaceutical market. There's nothing that says that we have to have enormous, gigantic pharmaceutical companies that control, you know, just five or six of these companies control all the drugs. I think it would be entirely different. You would have thousands of them and the wealth would be spread out. Just like what you have with Uber today, you have Uber that has disrupted the taxi market. And instead of just people who have these coveted uh, taxi medallions in, in certain cities, it's spread out and more people can make money. It's that, that's, that's, that's so great about the free market that socialists and communists and people on the left miss. It spreads out the wealth. It gives people more opportunity. The problem is a lot of leftists look at something like this and when they see opportunity, they see work. They don't see it as somewhere where they can actually make money and add value to society. Yeah. Hey, by the way, let me weigh in because I had a client that uh, 
that basically he was a consultant and did advertising for pharmaceutical industry. What he would do is these consulting gigs for pharmaceutical. And, and he told me the thing that drove him insane was seeing these things they are called priority vouchers. And basically they give these priority vouchers through a, uh, you know, it was approved by Congress and it provides, um, they're called like orphan diseases. And what these are is they're diseases that are very specific. So let's say 10,000 people would have this orphan disease. So it takes a very specific drug that they can't market to a wide amount of people, and thus they can't make a ton of money off it. So what the FDA does is they will provide them with a shortcut with these priority waivers so that they can basically leapfrog the line for approval. And they can leapfrog a lot of all of those costs that are involved with getting a drug approved. So it can be done. They just don't want to do it. And what's crazy is that it, what happens with this uh, this whole priority waiver thing is that there's a provision where these small drug companies, which is who gets these priority waivers, they're typically like $10 million companies, they then can sell the priority waivers to big companies to use on whatever drugs they want. So you might get a drug for some crazy kind of hemophilia, and then you go, oh, you know what, our product's not viable, and you can sell it for like $200 million to Merck. Interesting. I had never heard about that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's insane. It is it's insanity, and it'll make you furious when you read it. And Odie, your your Napster analogy kind of got me thinking there because you know when I was in college and I found out you could download music for free, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I'm not gonna act like I never used things like that. Uh, but you know that stuff, I can still you know I can still download music illegally if I wanted to. Uh, but you know what? iTunes and everything has made it so easy uh, and it's it's very affordable for me to if there's an album that comes out it's so easy for me to go buy from iTunes and I know it's the right album I know it's high quality I know it's not some shitty you know recording I know it's not the wrong file half the time you're downloading these free sites you get the wrong file I know it's going to be organized it's going to be in my iTunes and it's going to be right there and I think the same thing could happen with drugs. You know, the, whoever comes out with this cure for whatever, a cure for colon cancer, let's say, I mean, they are the brand name now. They are the name. They're the Xerox. You know, you're going to reference cancer drugs. You're going to mention Bayer or whatever company it is. And, and or, you know, Joe can't, Joe's Cancer Company, Matt. I don't, I'm not, not saying it's going to be one of these establishment uh, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, but point being, th- that name brand you know, you yeah, maybe you can go finding some generics. I don't know if you got cancer. I might just go with the name brand guy. And and the, because we're in, we're talking about a real free market situation, they're going to have to lower those prices to a point where maybe they can still charge more than the generics, but they're going to have to be affordable. And when we're not talking about again recouping necessarily the same amount of billions in investment, you know, then I think it's going to make things a lot easier. And at the end of the day, it's not the role of government to make sure that companies you know, get the the amount of money and profit that they want. That's not what the role of government should be. So whoever's smart enough to come up with a cure for cancer or the cure for whatever, they should also be smart enough to figure out the best ways for them to monetize that. And we should not need to create an entire patent system which punishes anyone else that might discover something, even if they're just basing, you know, taking the original drug and building on it. We're preventing other people from fighting other diseases or even the same diseases in a better way by having this onerous patent system. It's got to end. And I think we'll be, have a much better world when it does. That, that, that was a great question, and I think it's important that it, it's difficult to answer a question like that in a forum like Facebook or on Twitter because it's hard to really describe yourself and describe how much things would change and how, how much better the options would be and how much more affordable it would be. It, it's hard to model that. It is helpful to have like examples like comparing Napster or something like that, 
but it's it's difficult. I, I understand where, uh, where where the guy who submitted this is coming from. It's hard to convince a bunch of people who already have a held opinion of of this being possible. But it's it's something we have to do if we want to move liberty forward. Hey, look, I I just I had a almost impossible time trying to convince uh, a bunch of progressives that big green was a thing. If you heard the last show, so anytime you're going up against people who have a predetermined point of view, it is not. I would argue nigh impossible to change it. Oh, I agree. And here yeah. we are, plugging away anyway. Yeah. What, what is wrong with us? <laughs> I love smashing my face against the wall, man. Number one hobby. All right, moving along. I've got another question here from Adam Choit, who has actually been on this program once before. Um, and Adam asks, it's a pretty interesting one, if you were hypothetically on a professional sports team that won a championship, would you visit the White House or not on principle? Which recent presidents, including Trump, would you say yes to and which might you say no to? What do you guys think? Well, I don't think I'll ever get to do that because I'm from Philly. Well, that's why it's um, hypothetical. <laughs> I like how it's not because you're not a professional athlete. It's because you're from Philly. Or even no, if you I'm... were a professional athlete, it would be, ba- it would be just eliminated anyway because you're from Philly. Exactly. No, I am incredibly athletic. Uh, no, I would go to the White House for anybody. I, I wouldn't care who's there. I would go for every single person. I'd visit them. I'd look them in the eye and I would... Tell them exactly what I was thinking. I don't see why not. Taxation is theft. I would. That's exactly what else can you say that uh, that sums it up nicely? Taxation is theft. Stop dropping bombs on Americans overseas. There you go. And then because why not? You know, part of what I always tell people to do is is try to engage with other people. Like I can't stand the one of the things I rail against progressives for is that they will not listen to any other point of view so often. You know, it's like they've done these studies over and over, you know, conservatives, not that we're quote unquote conservatives, but conservatives are more likely to change their mind when presented facts than progressives are. And when I see people saying, oh, I'm just not going to do something, whether they be progressive or conservative, because, you know, based on this moral thing, no, go and meet with them. Just like we always say, if you have a problem with North Korea, sit your ass down with Kim Jong-il and talk to him or Kim Jong-un and talk to him. You don't just refuse to play. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And that's that's the way I would look at it as well. Um, I, I think you if you want to uh, if you want to get something out of it, if you want to convey a message, if you want to be able to. You know, maybe you get to speak with the president for a couple of minutes, but maybe more importantly than that, you get to talk to the media about your visit. If you want people to actually listen to you, I think you have to go because, like you said, the minute you don't go, there's a perception associated with that where there's a large majority of society is just going to say, oh, this guy's crazy. He's probably an anarchist or something. He doesn't want to go see the president. I'm not going to listen to anything he says. He's nuts. I've seen the same thing happen with when the Steelers won the Super Bowl. James Harrison didn't go. I forget which time when they won it. Because they won it several times, Brian. Oh, yeah, they won so many times. <laughs> yeah, well, how's your water system, dickhead? I heard there's shit in the water and like half your town's can't I don't live in the town. city, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, a recent uh, news story. Look it up. <laughs> but, but but anyway, Harrison came out initially and said, uh, I forget what he said, that he, he didn't he didn't want to go to the White House. And then when he was pushed by the media because the Pittsburgh media jumped on him, he said, I, I just don't like to fly. I don't like to fly. Meanwhile, he's flying to every road game. So it was just Why? it was pretty stupid. That's but I did like what James Harrison had to say about not giving his kids participation trophies. I love that. Yeah. 
Well, in, in my analogy, in my hypothetical situation, I'm not going to be a part of a professional sports team. In my situation, I just won the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, Championship, and that, that's why I'm being invited to the White House. I've never seen this happen, but while we're playing hypotheticals, we might as well you know, make it you know, more akin to how I would like it. So Trump is I, friends with, uh, what's his face? Yeah, exactly. McMahon. Linda's, Linda McMahon is supposed to be, what, the, the head of the Small Business Association? Or yeah, something? yeah. So I think in your lifetime, you might see it happen. It's, what, maybe Samoa WWE Joe. champion? Maybe. <laughs> well, maybe not that part, but uh, but somebody from but the WWE. <laughs> if or when I became WWE champion, I would absolutely accept an invitation to the White House, no matter how bad the, the president was. And I, I, I'm not really sure if there's anything a president could do where I would say I refuse to meet this person because... I would rather use the opportunity to, A, be in face-to-face with them. I mean, that guy's got to shake your hand. I don't know how much private time they get with the president. Probably not too much. It's probably mostly a photo op. If nothing else, you probably get to shake his hand, and you can say something to him. And then you can also make statements to the media. And you could say, I could say maybe... Mr. President, thank you so much for coming here or having me here, but uh, you really need to end the war on drugs. It's an you know, atrocity on mankind. And then I can go to the media and talk about the war on drugs and how I was able to tell the president, uh, you know, why we got to end it. And, you know, you can use it as a platform and maybe you can use it as a platform by not going to. I mean, that's possible. You saw Colin Kaepernick, you know, refusing to do something and getting attention for it. So maybe refusing to go could also get that attention, but... You know, I would. I think I would take the free trip and the dinner. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're you're white, Mark. So immediately, if you did that, you would be called a uh, white supremacist. And if yep. I kneeled for the <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> By the way, if anybody, if any of our listeners does get the opportunity to shake the president's hand, uh, do me a favor and and right before you meet with them, draw an ink on your hand uh, backwards. Though uh, taxation is theft, you have to spell it backwards so that when you shake his hand, you'll be a little sweaty. And it'll leave an ink imprint on his his hand, and when you're done, he'll look down. And he'll go. What? All right, is this done. is a long, a long, long game plan here, guys. Because first, you got to get on a professional sports team and win a championship. <laughs> but once you do that, I think the rest of the plan is pretty easy. It's seamless. <laughs> I'm, I'm only 33. I still got a chance. You guys are a little bit older, so I, I think oh, I can still pull it you're off. Only 33. Yeah, God, a, a young in here. Oh, Not even a full grown lion you look yet. Terrible. You're still a little cub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have one more question. I, I think it's uh, it's one that I know a lot of people out there have been thinking about. And uh, David White asks, why the secrecy surrounding Rico? Oh. <laughs> now, now, to long, long time or regular listeners of this program, you'll know that Rico is a regular contributor to the program. He is, a, in fact, a, a lawyer in real life. Uh, he's someone who's been a friend of ours for as long as we've all known each other, 10, 15 years or so since our college days. Um, so yeah, I don't know what, would you guys want to take some stabs at why the secrecy surrounding Rico? <laughs> well, I think it's just, he works in the legal profession and he's worried about it, uh, having repercussions on his professional life. Uh, you know, I, we talked before he's talked about it. He works in disability law. So he is, uh, often getting checks from people who are on the government dole or, uh, getting checks from the social security administration. So he doesn't want to, uh, shit where he's eating, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that's a boring answer, but true. <laughs> but I do want to, I will tell you this. I do want to, everywhere I travel this year, I'm going to put clues and, uh, and then, at, and then I'll reveal a scavenger hunt at the end of the year. And maybe like the final clue would be like the top of the Washington monument or something like that. And then Rico is just up there with, with like a name tag on. It says, hi, yeah, my name is. Yeah, it's sitting on top, slowly, <laughs> with the Washington monument slowly sliding into his asshole. 
Um, by the way, just like in National uh, National Treasure, who you know who loves the National Treasure movies? Nicolas Cage, Rico, Rico. I love I love them too. They're great. They're entertaining. A little Rico fact. Rico always brings the Feldman facts and other sorts of facts. So we're going to bring a Rico fact. He loves the National Treasure films. Here's another Rico fact. Cannot eat hot wings without getting them all over his entire face. Well, come on. That's everybody. I can't do that. On his forehead. So I got his forehead. It'll be on his earlope. Like Who can eat hot face. wings without getting it all over the place? <laughs> Me. I, I, do it. I don't there's believe a, you. There's a technique to it. You do, yeah, one, exactly. you use one hand and it's, right. it's simple. Yeah. One hand and you put it in your mouth and you suck the meat off. I don't know. Another there's, Rico fact, though. I got one here. I, I did say this on, I think, his first appearance on Felony Friday. Rico, his nickname... Comes from the fact that he is, in fact, one eighth Puerto Rican. So there's another fun fact. You know who gave him that nickname? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I gave it to him at coincidentally a nine one one chicken restaurant. Uh, that's where he got his nickname. That's where the information. Oh, I came never out. realized that was the day. Should we? Should we mention yeah. this restaurant? Maybe they'll it's, sponsor us. It's closed now, but what, <laughs> oh, do you okay, remember? Well, Clucky Chicken, right? Cluck, yeah, Clucky Chicken. Chicken. That's right. It was the super hot wings that night. <laughs> Another fun fact, that night, several people tried to eat Yeti three ultra hot and they're like chemical hot. It's not like even real spice. It's actual things. like chemical acid. It's not even hot sauce. It's like what turned the Joker into the Joker. Yeah, it's that. So you had to eat three of these wings and some of the foolish people tried it. I tried it. You didn't try it, right, Mark? I have not done that. No, no. I, yeah. So I was like, I no, like to no. live. <laughs> Happy life. So. Two of the people ended up being taken to the hospital later that night because they were shitting fire (laughs) to the hospital, Uh, one of whom was a giant pussy, though. Um, And uh, I think Rico might have tried like one or one and a half wings before he he called it quits. But he got a nickname out of it. That's better than a picture on a wall any day. He sure did. And he didn't go to the hospital either. No, no, not for that. He's just a strong man, and maybe <laughs> yeah. it was because of the the seeds of liberty that he didn't even realize were already growing inside yeah. him that made him stronger. Rico also didn't go to the hospital uh, our freshman summer when he try, <laughs> tried to jump backwards. He was trying to look cool in front of some girls, so he tried to that jump back well. onto a stone ledge and uh, broke his wrist. <laughs> and then later at a party, he tried to do a handstand on a second floor apartment balcony railing. <laughs> and uh, he, I think is you go up and you go halfway. He's like, now you go halfway and you stop right in the middle. And then you come back down in the balcony. <laughs> he just went straight over the edge. Just not even didn't pause <laughs> at all. Just looked straight over the, uh, the railing oh. into the parking lot, two stories below. <laughs> this is why we and can't so I, reveal this man's real name, folks. Exactly. Yeah. Wrote this, there's so, so many stories. Oh, it's this might be the best the Rico segment we've done, and he's not even on it. He's not even here. Well, he'd ruin it. He so, it. so you look over the edge, though, and he's lying there flat on his back. And I go, you all right? And he goes, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> he got up and walked away. And then had to come back because he left his stupid hat in the bush he fell into. <laughs> I think I would have just left the hat at that point. But I need to. Me too. God bless him. So that's why nobody can know the real identity of the man we call Rico. All right, folks. Well, that is our our little attempt at some letters of liberty today. Keep them coming. An easy way to submit, obviously, like I said, you can email me, marc at lionsofliberty.com. Or if you're in the forum, our private Facebook group, the best way to do it is just there's a little search bar in that forum. You just type letters of liberty and you'll find the latest thread and just post a question there. That's where I pull all of these from. And I'll be answering more each and every Monday here at the OG 
Lions Liberty Podcast. Guys, do you want to give a quick little preview of what you've got coming out later in the week for the folks here? Brian, what's coming up this Wednesday on Electric Liberty Land? Yeah, well, as you guys know, uh, Sunday was the Super Bowl, and I thought it'd be fun to take a little look at some of our uh, advertisements that we're watching. You know, more more entertaining than the Super Bowl most often, because I know some of them are going to be some shit that's going to piss me off and probably piss off every libertarian watching. So I'm going to take some of the better better commercials for both inspiring liberty and that drive us up the wall. So that's what I'll be doing on Wednesday's program. Exciting stuff. Odie. And on, on Felony Friday, due to the timing of the interview, I'm not sure if it'll be this Friday or next Friday, but I want to mention now because it's a huge Huge interview. Going to be interviewing Chris Ann Hall, so it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Going to be fantastic. Oh, nice! Talk some constitutionality. What's y'all going to be, y'all gonna be chatting now? Chris Ann Hall, of course, has already been on this program once before. So, what are you guys talking about in the F, the felony related realm? We're going to be talking about that Kansas case where the uh, there's there was the state law that Second Amendment case where those two guys got arrested. They were following state law, which was oh, passed within yeah. the state, and uh, the feds came in. And uh, and arrested them and a bunch of the politicians who passed the state law and said they'll stand up for it just kind of kind of backed away, put their hands you up. Yeah, mentioned what what for though? Is that isn't that one for silencers, right? Yeah, for silencers, correct. Yeah, suppressors, suppressors, suppressors. Yeah, that that story is insane. I mean, I'm excited for that episode. All right, should be exciting stuff because we always strive to bring you exciting, fun, interesting, informative, all that stuff content here. At the Lions of Liberty podcast, please do subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. Anywhere you find podcasts, really, we're pretty much there. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, Stitcher, give us one of those five-star ratings and a great review. Again, that's an easy, free way to help us grow this show because those reviews are what help people decide what podcasts to listen to. And believe it or not, the more reviews we get, the higher we are in those algorithms on iTunes and elsewhere that put the show in front of people. So please do that if you have not. And of course, if you want to spend money, once again, lionsofliberty.com slash support. We'll have all the information you need to help us grow this show and really continue to advance the ideas of liberty here in 2017 and beyond. I'm very excited about it. I don't know about you guys. I do know about you guys. We're all excited about this. <laughs> We're all excited about the ideas of liberty. Until next time, folks, live long and live free. free.